Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Football 24-7 with John McMullen, and I am your humble host, Tone DeShields II. You guys, as always, we're super grateful, super excited to be here with you guys. Make sure you smash that like button. It really helps the content grow. It really helps us in the algorithm chase. Also, make sure you guys continue to comment below in the live chat. That helps as well. We love the <laughs> engagement, and most importantly, Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And also, if you want more from John McMullen himself, if you're a reader, an avid reader of John McMullen, make sure you guys go check him out on jkibsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B sports.com. He has a lot on there for you guys to consume. But let's get down to the nitty gritty, John. First and foremost, how are you? Uh, whew. Uh, trying to cool off, man. It was it was <laughs> brutal down there. And this, uh, you know, they tell me that the first time they moved up practice an hour to try to beat the Heat a little bit this morning. Now, the first time they did this, it was supposed to be 100 degrees. It was really hot. Um, today was worse. I mean, today you could really feel it. Um I, I don't think it got up that high. Maybe it was the humidity, but it was a rough one. It was a rough, rough day down there. Eagles won about 90, a little over 90 minutes in it. And, you know, I think, I think it showed up. I think it was kind of a sloppy practice, and understandably so, because guys were, were dragging out there. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, these guys, they don't, you know, they're, they're not doing too much. They're not doing too much hitting at all. But, you know, this heat will take it out of you, you know, and, and you know, in Philadelphia, it's it's not like dry heat like the West Coast. It's humid. You know, it's muggy. It's yeah. heavy. It, it, it weighs on you. You know, you, you can step outside, take the trash out. And all of a sudden now you're drenched in sweat. So I totally understand, especially if you if these guys are in the NFL, you know, during the thing completely understand. But, you know, I'm curious to know what you know, you said the guys were dragging. So obviously that. You know that that translated to the production and translated to how you know these how these guys have been performing. But um, what are some of the observations that uh, that you've had um, today on day nine the training camp? Uh, I thought it was a uh, um, pretty much an even day. The offense uh, there were four team periods. Um, they started off backed up, uh, backed up on their own goal line. And the offense was able to get a couple first downs. Uh, so that was a positive. 
I think overall probably it was pretty even. I'd give a slight edge to the defense. Davion Taylor had a big day again. He had a pass breakup. He had an interception. He chased down Jason Huntley, who's really fast. And, you know, I can imagine how fast the linebacker is to 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 kind of chase that guy down. Um, Brandon Graham had a big day when it came to the pass rush. Still, you know, a little bit of a positive sign. Jordan Mailata, Andre Dillard getting closer. They worked in limited fashion back from the concussions. But the big news had, came off the field, and that's Jason Kelsey and um, having elbow surgery. So the Eagles called it a routine cleanup procedure. Um, and I do expect him. I think everybody expects him back for week one. Anybody who knows Jason Kelsey knows he's going to try to get on the field. Um, but you know, that term routine, the only people who use the term routine surgery are people who aren't having surgery. Surgery is <laughs> never routine to the people having it. So right. anytime you got to have something done, it's not a positive. Um, and Jason Kelsey, here we are August. What is it? August 9th. 9th um, the season starts on the 11th, September 11th. September 11th, yeah. So 33 days. Um, you know, Jason Kelsey plays through everything. So I think he's going to be out there. But it, yeah, that know, was, I, that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, you know, are you, is there concern that he can miss extended time beyond, you know, the season opener? Because, you know, he still has that, he still holds that record, you know, for um, how many games he's played consecutively. So uh, I would hate for that to be broken over something routine. Um, yeah, well, it, it, it's not going to be routine if it is broken, if it is routine, if it is just a clean out, if it is, uh, just a simple procedure, he's going to be out there. Um, that's just the way Jason is, but <clears throat> I go back to Lane Johnson and his ankle surgery when he first, he had a tightrope ankle surgery, and that was, you know, not that serious a procedure, um, out for a little bit, and came back, and it was it was not right. And then he had to shut him down. Then they had to have reconstructive ankle surgery. So, you know, just because you try to clean something out doesn't mean it's going to work. I think that's the bigger concern this particular procedure he's going to be he's going to be out there week one the question is how healthy is he going to be in in, in, in your experience I, I know you're not a doctor right but in your experience covering the game you know hearing about injuries and hearing about routine cleanouts that refers to scar <laughs> tissue i that, uh, that refers to scar tissue i would assume correct yeah well for the most part i mean this is elbow. Normally you hear that with knees. Um, you don't, you don't see as much of it. In fact, you know, I was looking at try to find some comparisons, examples. I, I had to go back to 2015 and Roddy White in Atlanta who had what was described as clean out elbow surgery. Um, and he had it in late August, August 20-something. 
and he was back by September 14th, uh, which ironically was a game against the Eagles. So, but no, no surgery is the same. I mean, you know, Tone DeShields could have clean out elbow surgery and your elbow is going to be different than what's going on with Jason Kelsey. So right. it's hard to, it's hard to compare other than I know Jason and I, I don't doubt he's going to be on the field uh, week one. The key is the key to me is, will this procedure clean it up to the point he can get through the whole season? That to me is the bigger question. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's where I, what I'm thinking about as well. It's, it's more so about the long haul. Right. And yeah, you know, that, that, you know, from what I've been reading, they, they're preparing Cam Jurgens. you know, he, he's been getting a lot of work today uh, with the first team. Um, and I'm curious to know, you know, what was your evaluation of Cam Jurgens uh, filling in for Jason Kelsey uh, with those <laughs> well, guys? It, it's Jurgens, by the way. He Jer- he, Jurgens, he, Jurgens. He was joking Jurgens. around when he said Jurgens. <laughs> um, Beef <yeah>. jerky. <laughs> yeah, Cam's a bit of a jokester. Um, he, uh, you know, it's tough to tell. Training camp, you're not going yeah. full speed, but um, you know, Jason started camp um out of the lineup because he had a a recent bout with covid as well so cam got first team reps there um it's kind of a silver lining to you know from that perspective because you get a young rookie player a bunch of reps in the preseason quality reps at that yeah he's gonna have a bunch of reps against cleveland against miami and joint practices um so that part of it is only going to help him. Um, and he's got talent. So we'll we'll see how quickly he can get up to speed. Yeah, you know, Howie Roseman is – he's he continues to amaze me lately because he just seems to be ahead of the curve, man. He, he truly understands the value of the trenches. You know, he truly understands that – your team is built from the inside out and not the outside in. And your team, you know, you're only as you're only as good as your offensive line. And we all know Jason Kelsey, most likely nine times out of ten, this would be his last year um playing uh, professional football. And you know, Harry Roseman made it a point to find his heir apparent. And you know, that you know, that's you know, that's something that can be undervalued. And you know, having a guy that gets to be the understudy of a future Hall of Famer, in my opinion, and Jason Kelsey, a Super Bowl champion. Um, you know, how, how invaluable is that for Cam Jurgens? Well, number one, Jason joked he's had like eight or nine heir apparents now. Uh, <laughs> well, he picked this one out this time. You know, Landon Dickerson was his heir apparent last year. Right. And uh, things, you know, I, that to me is the more interesting part. Like people were killing the Eagles for drafting Landon Dickerson last year saying it was a luxury pick, a luxury pick. He's not even going to play. He's not even going to play. He's here to replace Jason Kelsey. And all Shit. of a sudden. B. Brooks goes down. <laughs> yeah, B. Brooks goes down. Then Isaac goes down. Um, and all of a sudden, he's got to play. And he plays very well. And he plays so well at left guard, the Eagles don't want to move him now. And, and once so again, Howard is a genius. Yeah. Now they have to go with get another luxury pick. Um, as the heir apparent, people were killing him. How could you take Cam Jurgens? Nicobe Dean was there. They got Nicobe Dean anyway, but um, <laughs> how could you take Cam Jurgens? It's a luxury pick. He's not even right. going to play this year. And here we are, August 9th, and he might play. 
uh, unlikely, as I said, Jason Kelsey is probably going to be back week one, but you never know. You never know. Routine can turn into not so routine very quickly. Absolutely. And, you know, since we're on injuries, I'm curious to know what's going on with Devontae Smith. This is his fourth or fifth practice in a row that he's missed. And should should fans be reasonably concerned? No, no, no. Like it, it, if you have any issue whatsoever, if you wake up tomorrow, if you were a part of this team, Tony, and wake up tomorrow with a, a a little tweak in your calf, they're going to shut you down. They're not going to practice. <laughs> Especially if you are a key part of the team. True, um, true. Devontae, from day one that he missed practice, he's been on the field watching practice. That's a dead giveaway. It's not serious. If it's serious, they don't let you near the field. Um, he's fine. Um, yeah, they're just being cautious. Cautious with uh, Devontae Smith. So would the same go for guys like Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, Greg Ward, and guys like that? And, I mean, I, I even read that Raven Clark went down, and that would be the third left tackle. So now we're down to the fourth yeah, left tackle. Yeah, has been out for a, uh, two practices now. He, okay. he tweaked his hamstring. So they are down to their fourth left tackle, although technically fifth because Brett Toth plays left tackle and he's on the pup list. But Wow, okay. Um, uh, Andre's getting closer. Jordan's getting closer. So hopefully different one. I mean, Boston has a concussion, so you have to go through the protocol. Um, Kenny just got hurt. Um, with uh, probably at the length. Yeah, I think we, he was at the length. So um, I think a hip injury. There's a lot of groins. Kerry Vincent has a groin. Greg Ward has a toe. There were 12 people on the injury list today. Um, yeah, they're going to be cautious with everybody. Uh, Grant Calcaterra has been out for a while. Now, he's the one... <clears throat> um, not, I wouldn't say concerned, but because he's a rookie that you'd like to get on the field, um, him missing practice is kind of a kind of a big deal, a bigger deal at least. Um, so that one, he's been out for a while with a hamstring injury. That that might affect him. Uh, John Hightower's got a groin now. Uh, Jimmy Moreland hurt his ankle. Saw that in practice. Um, Chikoski Tart's been out for personal reasons. So a lot of guys are out. And most of them have soft tissue injuries, which, you know, the Eagles are trying to avoid. <laughs> and boom. But but they're being cautious is, is the bottom line. Yeah, you can, yeah, you, can you know, if you're Devontae Smith, though, it's fine, right? You know, right. if you're if you're trying to make this team, like Grant, who has a hamstring, um, or Raven Clark, who has a hamstring, John Hightower, a groin, um, Kerry Benson, a groin, Kerrick Weepfold, a hamstring, Greg Ward, a toe. I mean, those guys probably got to get back on the field as quickly as possible. 
Yeah, absolutely. You guys are tuned into Football 24-7 with John McMullen. I'm your humble host, Tone DeShields II. Make sure you guys are smashing that like button again. And when you guys hit that like button, it really helps the content grow. It helps more people find the live streams. It helps more people subscribe to Jacob Sports because the more of you guys that are supporting, the more spicy that live chat will become. And we know you guys love to give us all the grief in the world when we say things you don't like or disagree with. But you know what's coming from the heart, and you know we got. You know we're going. To, we're going to give you that unbiased, straight down the middle, even kill observation and analysis. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to Jacob Sports and continue to comment below. So, uh, John, um, you know I'm curious. You know we didn't really talk too much about Jalen Hurts uh, thus far, and I want to. I want to try to transition into. Um, how his um, how his camp went today. Um, you know, from what I've been hearing, they tried, you know, they 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 did a lot of short yardage work today. Was that by design or uh, was Jalen just not able to find guys um, more than 20 yards down the field? Well, that's been kind of a, a pretty much entire the Eagles haven't for whatever reason tried to stretch the field that much. They did it at Lincoln Financial Field. It was a 30-yard pass, but uh, to A.J. Brown. They've done it a few times, um, but not a ton. You know, when you're coming off the goal line, you know, you're trying to work um, certain things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thanks. And, you know, in that type of situation, when you're starting at your own two-yard line, for instance, um, yeah, you can throw it deep, and it's usually going to be, a, you know, make sure it's on the outside and make sure it can't be intercepted. But if you're trying to flip the field, which most teams are trying to do, you want to get a first down or two first downs. And they were able to do that. Um, you had a nice out to uh, A.J. Brown, had a nice corner route to Dallas Goddard. So they were able to do it twice. So that's kind of a positive. But as far as the deep ball, we see it in individuals. You know, we've seen A.J. Brown. We've seen Jalen Rager. We've seen Devontae Smith when he was healthy. Um, Not much in team drills uh, to date. Okay, so 
you know, you brought up Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard is a player who, in my opinion, had one too many drops last year. He dropped them in key moments. One of the most notable drops was when he dropped it. It bounced off his back heel, landing Collins and intercepted yeah, somehow. That was, that was that, a bad one. That was that, a bad one. That was probably the most wacky thing I've ever seen uh, in football. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know, how has he been in camp? You know, we don't talk about him too much. You know, how has he been as far as his hands? Uh, has he had drops here and there? Has he had a case of the dropsies? Has he pretty much been clean and, you know, lights out uh, all throughout and, and been Mr. Reliable? Um, what's been your evaluation of Dallas Goddard, given the fact that we, they paid him last year? He's the tight end number one. He's he's going to be one of the main feature um, feature guys on his offense. Yeah, he's he's been the guy, you know. He's he's got more targets than AJ. So it's really it's been yeah, it's AJ and Dallas, but uh he's had one drop um that I can recall. Um you're right, he dropped it a little bit too much. I I think most of it wasn't like bad hands or anything. Most of it was he Mental. was trying to get up field a little bit too quick, but yeah, I agree. I think more experience will sort of calm that down. He's a great player in my preseason top 25 Eagles. Number one was Dallas Goddard. Oh yeah. I know. Um, I love that by the way. Um, he's the best player they have. He really is as far as, and, and again, I'm not, when I did that list, it wasn't, talking about importance of the position, just the best pure football player at his position. Um, there's very few tight ends that are great receivers and great blockers. Dallas is a top five receiving tight end. He's a top five blocking tight end. Um, and I think people are going to see how good he is this year. Uh, I, I think he's going to have a big, big, big season. Yeah, I would agree. You know, being next to guys like AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins with that with that top end speed, it's I, I gotta be honest with you. There's no reason why two out of those four guys shouldn't be open on any given play. Um, I just feel of course, of course, you know, you're gonna have those moments where they're playing, they're just playing good defense, but I feel like most of the time you're gonna see at least at minimum one or two of those guys open on any given play. You know, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, that's been one of the positives. I mean, usually AJ and Dallas are open. I, I've talked about it, this a lot this week in that I think people get lost in the sort of old school mentality of, of full field progressions. Like you always hear Jalen Hurts has got to go to, you know, he's got to be able to go to, he's got to be able to be Joe Montana. I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. Um, there are a few guys, Tom Brady, um, obviously Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, guys like that, um, who can still do it and go from, you know, progression a on the right side, all the way over to the other side of the field. But most NFL offenses today are college offenses, you know, football's kind of trickle up, um, not trickle down. Um, and most are half field progressions. You have, you have an A and a B and maybe you have a C, which is, you know, the safety valve receiver, uh, which is typically, you know, the back, 
So it's not really a progression. Um, and for the Eagles, again, we've talked about this a lot. The targets that Dallas got and A.J. Brown have been getting are absurd um, in practice. A.J.'s one, Dallas is two, or Dallas is one and A.J.'s two, whatever. Um, and they're always open, which is a good thing. But, you know, long-term, Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen are going to have to be disciplined and make sure that Devontae Smith has his place as the primary target and even Quez Watkins. Because no matter how good, no matter how good um, um, AJ is, how good Dallas is, if if all you're doing is targeting those guys, defenses are going to figure it out. They're going to yeah. figure it out quickly. It was like it was like last year. You know, all we were targeting was Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, and defenses started to key in on that. Yeah, and so that's why you have to be disciplined as a play caller. Now Jalen's going to get criticized for that. That's not Jalen's fault, um, because he's given those reads, you know, the modern sort of NFL and he's doing what he's supposed to do. And it's their responsibility as the play callers to make sure to get other people involved. Yeah. You know, um, you know, moving, moving the conversation forward, you know, the, you know, there are guys that, you know, I really believe that, you know, they can really help this offense really turn the page, you know, guys that, really round out the group. And, you know, I've been thinking about Zach Pascal a lot lately. And I know Zach Pascal is not a number three option on his team, barely a number four option. I I, I get all of that. But I'm curious to know what's Zach Pascal's stock right now looking like. You know, I heard he was participating in 707s, uh, something like that. You know, I, I, I know they're bringing him along slowly since the food poisoning. But, you know, you know, you have a guy in Zach Pascal that I don't think people talk too much about the benefit of having a guy like that. Um, he, he's a guy that's pretty physically imposing as well, um, a possession type of guy. So um, what's been your evaluation of Zach Pascal since he's been back? Well, I mean, he lost 16 pounds. So right, right, um, yeah. he, uh, you know, he, he just came back. So, you know, I, I he's a favorite of the head coach, though. He's going to be here. I had this discussion a couple weeks ago. And I forget who brought it up, but it was a good point. You know, Eagles fans should hope to see a lot of Zach Pascal because the more he's on the field, the more likely they are to be winning. Um, and, you know, if it's the fourth quarter and you're trying to run out the clock and, and you're in your four-minute offense, you know, Zach Pascal's going to be playing, not Quez Watkins. And for the people who get all hyped up about numbers and fantasy football and, you know, that's not necessarily conducive to winning games. If Quez is playing a lot, that might mean the Eagles are behind and they need to throw the football. And that's not where the Eagles want to be. So it's a little bit counterintuitive, but Eagles fans should hope to see a lot of Zach Pascal this year a lot yeah you know i'm curious about other position battles that are going on um you know we mentioned the wide receiver position you know quez and zach 
you know, they're going to be battling, of course. Um, but I, I think I think those guys, like you said, are going to be used in various situations. Um, if, you, if you take it further down the depth chart, you know, Jalen Rager, you know, Brent, Co- Brent Kobe, who, well, what I'm hearing, you know, his his stock just continues to rise. And a lot of people are starting to fall in love with this kid. Um, you know, but I'm just curious to know, uh, you know, what's been your thoughts on uh, other position battles that have been going on outside of the wide receiver position? Well, there are no position battles for starters. That's an interesting part. Um, you know, the ones we thought we were going to see have it developed. Um, like that right guard spot. <laughs> right guard. Um, Jack Driscoll, to my knowledge, has not even taken a rep at right guard. It's been all uh, Isaac Sayamalo, and they put Jack as, as the backup to Lane Johnson. Um, safety. You know, we talked about, is it going to be Marcus Epps or Anthony Harris or, you know, who is Jaquaski uh, Tart going to push? Neither. Not even, you know, and jaquaski has been out for a couple of days now for personal reasons. Um, he was running on the third team. He's not pushing anybody. Yeah. Um, that hasn't developed. Uh, Nicobe Dean, a lot of people thought, my partner in the morning thought um, he was going to be a starter day one uh, over TJ Everett's not happening, <laughs> uh, not happening. Hasn't manifested at all. Shout um, out to the Mac man. Shout out to the Mac man. <laughs> work Kaiser white, N- not happening, you know, um, not ready yet. Maybe it happens down the road. A lot of people said, Kenny Gainwell, Miles Sanders, not happening. Um, Miles is the lead back. Now, I would say, you know, maybe that's, and I wrote about this this week, and maybe that that terminology is a little old-fashioned because while Miles is the lead back, you know, Kenny's playing on third downs and 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 hurry up and, and goal line, and those are the most high-leverage situations. So they're very important, um, but – He's not the starter. Miles Sanders is the starter. So, you know, these these position battles have not um, developed and come to the forefront. It's Isaac, it's TJ, it's Marcus Epps, and they have all emphatically slammed the door. All right. So, you know, we're going to begin to close this show out. I have a two-part question for you. One question, but a two-parter. Uh, who, in your opinion – has risen their stock and maybe also lowered their stock. And then based off of that, who gets your game ball today? Well, Davion Taylor got my game ball. Um, as I said, made a lot of plays, having a great summer overall. We'll see if he can stay healthy. Uh, if he can get in the mix, he's so athletic. He's so um, enticing as a linebacker. I think, you know, it's funny to me because I think, you know, people get all caught up in, in, you know, Georgia and Butkus Awards. The guy you should really be crossing your finger on is uh, Davion Taylor because he's freakishly athletic for a linebacker. And if, if the light goes on for him, he could be the linebacker you think you have in other linebackers. Um, In other Mm -hmm. words, he's the one with the athleticism to do it. 
you know, if you talk about Devin, I'm talking about the Devin White type linebackers, um, the the guys who go from sideline to sideline. Um, he's the only one the Eagles have that could do that from an athleticism standpoint. But he was so raw when he got here. But he's really, really played well. So he won the game ball, and he's also a guy whose stock has risen. Um, Isaac Sayamalo coming off the Liz Frank injury. Um, he's been tremendous, and um, I would say his stock has risen, even though he's a veteran player. As far as who's gone in the opposite direction, I'll have to bring up Jack Driscoll because not only was Dra- Jack expected to uh, to compete with Isaac, and and it, by the way, it's not even his fault because he hasn't even got one rep, so they didn't want to go in that direction. Um, but he hasn't performed well as a backup right tackle, so um, maybe you know it's it's ironic he was drafted as a right tackle but he played better at right guard and now they got him back at a right tackle who's playing poorly again. You know, maybe that's a misevaluation on the Eagles standpoint. Um, and then I guess we got to go with the quarterback. We always got to talk about the quarterback. Has he been better? Has he been worse? Has he been even? Uh, probably a little bit. A little bit better uh, from movement standpoint because he he's sort of remade his body. Um, expected more with AJ Brown out there uh, from a passing perspective. Yeah, completely understood. But you know, you guys have heard it here first. You know, look at the end of the day, you know, these Philadelphia Eagles are going to continue to try to get rid of the bad habits and try to pick up, you know, better habits, pick up good habits. You know, Jalen Hurts, you know, remade his body, cut out certain things from his diet. You know, he's taking care of himself a lot better. Um, you have guys like Isaac Samalu, you know, who's trending in the right direction, coming back from a Liz Frank injury, who's looking great on the offensive line. You have a guy like Davion Taylor who continues to, um, you know, improve and produce leaps and bounds. TJ Edwards, Kaiser White. You know, this is, look, ultimately, you guys, your Philadelphia Eagles are in a favorable position from a personnel standpoint. And from a development standpoint, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And you guys should be excited. And we're going to have more content for you guys where we're going to be covering your team. We're going to be giving you guys plenty of content to chew on. And, you know, we're going to continue to give you guys our unbiased, unfiltered, straight, no chaser opinions. You know, and it's straight like that, you guys. You were locked in on football 24-7 with John McMullen. And I am your humble host, Tone DeShields II. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Continue to comment below. And on top of that, make sure you guys check out more from John McMullen on jkibsports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B sports.com. One love, stay humble, stay healthy, and most importantly, you guys, stay hungry and take care. See you next time.
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep. I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.